Hey guys, welcome back to the Nurse Bros. We're on episode 16, 26. I don't know, we're getting up there. Hard to keep track now. I don't even know what number this is anymore. We're just kind of, we're going off the cuff now. It's always surprising when we hear people out in the wild supporting us, but thank you again. This episode, we want to talk about certain certain topical news, but I wanted to address something first, Tyler. You just had something done, didn't you? Something, I did, something... yes. I'm, I'm, I'm coming off. I'm post-op right now. A little some injured. Procedure, some some type of enlargement of something or <laughs> removal of something. No, it, it it was a removal of something. Um, little little cystectomy for all our healthcare workers out oh there. My. They know what that is. How'd that um, go? I'm doing well. It, it went well. Best sleep of my life from the anesthesia. Now I know why Michael Jackson was addicted to the stuff. <laughs> but I I appreciate. The uh, concern from everyone. I got a lot of messages and uh, texts from people yesterday asking how I was doing. So I was very kind and thoughtful of you to check in on me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Surgery is always scary, even if it's outpatient. It's completely I... weird being on the other end. I'm used to being the one getting people prepped for surgery and whatnot, consent signed, and then I'm on the other end having to sign my own consents and getting prepped. I was telling them yesterday. I was starving, so I was NPO after midnight, nothing nothing to eat, you know, after midnight, and I didn't go into surgery probably until 2.30, 3 o'clock almost, and I said, you know, this is payback for all the patients. I had to say, it's okay, you're not going to die, just, you just wait, the doc will be with you soon, you'll get your surgery done, <laughs> 4.30 rolls around, they're rabid, they're angry with me, they want to kill me, they're going to eat me. I, I know how they feel now. I, I completely get it, and that was payback for all those times. <laughs> all the times you made him suffer. Is it, is it that bad? I'm trying to remember. I, I think it's a, a mental thing where, when yeah. you're again, when you're told <laughs> to do or not to do something, it, it puts like an extra strain. Because I know you and I, we, we fast all the time, so it, I never am bothered by it. But you're also able to drink water and whatnot, which that, makes a difference. That's what I was going to say. That, that's what would kill me is the lack of fluids. Yeah, you and you and I drink about seven liters a day. I imagine you got COVID tested for this. Yes, I was negative, thankfully. And oh, wow. for all the exposure I've had, it goes to show <laughs> wearing a mask and the face shield definitely does work. covid had some fun covid news the last couple weeks yeah it's been it's been almost like an interesting kind of case study and what not to do and how this kind of plays out it's its own microcosm of covid spreading in a sense what are we talking about in reference to if you want to audience <laughs> well for everyone listening we're referring to the rose garden ceremony at the white house in which quite a few almost if you include most of the white house staff as well couple dozen people are positive now with covid including the president looks like about 38 wow 38, 38. that's more that's than some countries right now right just in the white house i was just i was look, looking at this chart we have here for reference and 38 that's that's, a, that's not a minor spreading event and that's only like in this algorithm of rose garden association and white house association that's a lot of positive cases for uh, something that probably could have been avoided or yeah it, it was definitely a complete what you don't want to do just irresponsible action 
I'm not surprised, but here we are. Mm-hmm. So if you think of just starting from like the, the top, so to speak, if you look at the ceremony itself, that's been touted, oh, outside events are safe, whatever. We know that's not really the case. I mean, close quarters are close quarters, outside or not, you're likely still going to spread it. So you have this outside event, everyone's closely seated, barely a mask in sight. If any, there's like one or two of these people wearing masks. To me, that alone is just disregarding and not caring at all about the whole, what, past seven, eight, nine months months that we've been dealing with. And I mean, the few that had the masks on outside... If you watch on TV, the moment when they were done speaking, they took them right off, went and hugged everyone, then they went inside. <laughs> so it, it kind of defeated the purpose for those few that actually were even wearing them. Right. It, it really wasn't a point to. Yeah, it's just, it's a complete disregard for everything that everyone has dealt with, not just the healthcare workers, but the isolation that we've all dealt with. So see kind of these political leaders having such a disregard for this almost as, is it, is it, astounding makes you think like wow well they don't care why should i yeah for us being healthcare heroes it's kind of bad when the white house and their recommendations from the cdc they're kind of just shitting on you basically and they just Mm -hmm. really don't care we knew that from the beginning and i'm astounded again that this is a a partisan issue it's almost like people on the Republican side, the right side, not everyone. Again, we have evidence here. A lot of people at this party belong to one type of party, almost just want to not. They want to not wear masks and not abide by any social distancing rules to be spiteful to the other side. To talk about that claim too, I saw something online that said, you know, this really could be a liberal hoax because, you know, all these Republicans seem to be getting it, but the Democrats aren't. Democratic leaders aren't getting it. And I'm like, yeah, because they're wearing a mask, they're staying away from people, they're getting tested, they're not having parties for silly things and making, they're following CDC guidelines. They're doing what everyone else should be doing, and that's probably why they're not catching things or getting sick. It's because they're they're following kind of suggestions, you know, and then you have party where none of that was regarded. You could even say, oh, they've been getting tested. Uh, you want to tell me that all those people have been getting routinely tested and that you've ensured that they were all negative prior to coming into that party because I don't think that was the case. And how do we know that's even true? Mm-hmm. It was said that, you know, the president's getting his tests and whatnot, but I think we've come to see in the last week or so, it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. They refused that, well, they showed up late to the debate, if we want to call that a debate, and skipped the testing, said, no, we're fine. Well, they said they did the honor system. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, everybody else, they want law and order. Law and order. Well, one side is following rules that are set, and they're following their own set of rules. So for someone who preaches law and order, it really doesn't make sense when you don't actually follow any set of rules. I don't understand where the complete disregard for this pandemic comes from. It's it's sad. It's sad because, again, we've seen these people. We've seen people die. So many people die. And it's not that big a deal, I guess. Well, <laughs> to, to that point now, I, I mean, the president's literally now downplaying it. Mm-hmm. saying it's not that big a deal don't, yeah it's not that big a deal i had it i'm fine i'm a senior and and uh don't be afraid of this like the media wants you to be afraid 200 and almost twenty thousand people are dead 
just in the United States. <clears throat> yeah, not, not not, even I think we're over a million yep. globally. What kind of treatment did he get compared to everybody else? as well yeah. they're yeah, not getting experimental cocktail drugs they're not getting these hot heavy antivirals they're not getting any of these treatments and in fact people are told don't come to the hospital unless it's a dire necessity if you can't breathe but mm-hmm. then he goes what they say out of a abundance of caution yeah so yeah. other people who contract this highly contagious deadly disease should not be taken care of out of abundance of caution and <laughs> It's a funny thing because he got all these treatments. Some of, some of them are coming down the pipeline for people, but the majority, a lot of them were experimental. He gets all these treatments and then it's like, oh, it's not that big a deal, but he's not going to pay a dime of it. How, how about all these people that get it are in ICU for however long and then they, they, foot, they foot the bill for being on a ventilator. And so, I, I mean, that's something to be scared of, if anything, is <laughs> if you want to look at it at one aspect, and we, we, you know, it's hard because as a nurse... You want to tell your patients, oh, yeah, you know, I get it. You want to be safe. You have chest pain, come to the hospital. But we know, you and I know, that they're going to be paying an ungodly amount <laughs> mm-hmm. for these for these visits, for the, for the caution. It's Again, to me, it's like him going to the hospital for precautionary treat, treatment and observation, getting all these high-level treatments, and then being discharged. Similar to us having a patient that comes in for chest pain and gets all the testing done and then gets discharged. It's playing it safe, but again, the, the cost levels are astronomical and he doesn't have to worry about that. You know, yeah, so. the, the hospital, Walter Reed, is totally social medicine, socialist medicine. It's funded 100% by taxpayer dollars. So again, mm-hmm. we can't have single payer for everyone, but we can for the guy who doesn't want anyone else to have it. Yeah. Again, it's playing by their own set of rules. You know, we don't matter. It's been made clear. We really don't matter mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Whether it be just a general population, healthcare workers. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's if this has shown us anything, it's just about how little anyone cares. What did What did you think about uh about that little joyride? I, I was I was literally about to ask you about that because that to me was the strangest event of that whole hospital stay was him going into a closed vehicle was he wearing a mask i think he i think he, I think was. he was he was yeah but still going into a closed vehicle with other secret service agents and just waving they look so the ridiculous press. with their with full ppe on two mm-hmm. feet away from this guy yeah. just so he could wave as the it was the lowest thing i've seen you you tell us because everyone is not a nurse that listens to us or in healthcare but if someone wants to leave what's the process that has to occur there's a broadcast announcing that everyone clear the halls are you talking about like discharge or transportation that and you can talk about how ama things like that oh in regards to covid well yeah that but also i mean in the hospital if you want to leave for any circumstances you have to sign out oh yeah yeah like just i mean at least in our hospital and kind of general policy you can't really leave the hospital floor that's considered leaving against medical advice of course to go out and drive your car around the the street outside you you would be going back in through the er you wouldn't just your spot <laughs> wouldn't be saved yeah you couldn't just go back up to your hospital room you have to readmit into the emergency room wait mm-hmm. a few more hours down there wait for a bed to open uh, it <laughs> to me none of that i'm sure that happened to me that doesn't that doesn't surprise me that he was allowed to do that that's you know king trump can do what he wants in that regard 
I'm, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. But I feel like it should not have been a, like I want to focus more on the um, well. One, as I was saying, when you have to transport the COVID patient around, usually you're bot broadcasting kind of hospital wide the covid patient being transporting from x to y clear the halls everyone keeps their distance so there's a big level of isolation and just transporting someone but also uh-huh. those patients are typically isolated anyone who comes in contact is in full ppe not just the mask not just the n95 but face shield gown kind of everything's covered and you try and not keep them in close quarters <laughs> like a small vehicle you know, that's that's just asking for trouble. So how is that allowed to throw those Secret Service agents kind of under the bus and be like, well, you're going to bite the COVID exposure bullet, but the president needs his joyride. How is yeah. that okay? <laughs> and Like, e- even if you think COVID's not that big a deal, I think we call, can all, if we want to operate under that assumption, because I know many people do, they think, oh, it's just the flu and people die from the flu, whatever. We know that's not the case, but people do believe that. We want to operate under that assumption that, yes, people do die from COVID, but it's not that big a deal. That argument then, how can you justify Trump putting people's lives in danger just to go wave at the crowd? Like you're, you're saying, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. People may die, but, you know, whatever. He can go do his joyride. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how that is justifiable by any way. Because we try and always look on the other side. I'm just trying to extrapolate whatever argument you can make for that. To me, there is none. There is no justification for that. To mention flu deaths, too, you talked about comparison. Last year alone, the flu caused 34.2 thousand deaths during the 2018-2019 influenza season. Mm. Now, we're at almost 220,000 with this, and that was also where many states and most of the country was locked down for a period of two months. Right. So it's not anything like the flu. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you, probably half of these people who died <laughs> refused to get a flu shot. That probably could have helped them too. So whereas mm-hmm. we do have a safe vaccination for the flu, we don't yet for this. And not to mention, <laughs> we mentioned someone that no one seems to care about. Chris Christie, got uh, the former governor of New Jersey, is severely sick. He's been in the hospital for seven days, and I read an article today that he was just now treated with remdesivir, wow. whereas he the president infected. got it on day one. So Chris Christie, looking at here, October 3rd is when he was tested positive, so that's seven days out. Mm-hmm. That's actually, that's usually when they start to get hit really bad, typically. I mean, it varies, but yeah. To me, it's funny. Chris Christie... And, and Trump, Trump are kind of people you would expect to get hit pretty bad by this. Mm-hmm. There's always variances and variables. You know, people react differently. But Chris, they're both kind of older, overweight. They're they're the kind of key candidates you would expect to get hit pretty bad. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. No one, no one's really talking. No one's really talking about Chris Christie. Really. I, I mean, I think that's done by design. They don't want any. They want everyone to think like. But Kaylee McEnany is a 35-year-old woman. She's going to be fine. Stephen Miller's a 40-year-old man. He'll most likely be fine. They're, oh, it's fine. We got it, but we're fine. Don't worry. You guys can get it. Fear not. But they don't talk about the guy who's literally getting intensive care, who's extremely ill. And it, one, one, let's just say, just hypothetical, don't wish this on anyone, but let's say he is a casualty. One casualty out of so far 38 people, that's too many. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary. Something that could, something it was un- that could yeah. have been avoided. And if we talk about people who are forgotten, Herman Cain. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to him? He yeah, died. I he know. He died from getting COVID from a rally. 
Yep. And and he's still tweeting from the grave, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. That was very interesting. That's like when these uh, artists keep coming out with music posthumously. Oh, yeah. It's like they got a new album coming out. I'm like, geez, <laughs> they're really putting in some work. So before, I mean, before we go, I just wanted to make it clear, whichever, I, I really don't give a damn if you have a D or an R next to your name, but everyone should know that I don't care if it's a president, vice president, senator, congresswoman, congressman. No one is better than you, and you are no better than anyone else. If they're getting these treatments, they should be available to everybody else who is sick. It it should not be beholden to the president, let alone a man who paid $750 in taxes but got our tax money to take care of his hospital bill. But we're not expected to have the same kind of treatment, so we have to go when people are near death to get treated but they can go in an abundance of caution or because of due to an abundance of caution that's not how this country works i'm sorry no and that's it it seems almost an antithesis to what america is and should be is kind of equality and everyone's on the same playing field and democracy (laughs) democracy is even coming into question you know so it's a sad state of affairs and i think i and they won't answer the question of when his last negative test was, or, or if he's had a negative test yet. With that, he was supposed to have a rally he was going to do in Florida today. The only reason they're not doing it is because the people in the state sued the administration. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what kind of irresponsible person are you that you're probably still positive, and you're not going to wear a mask to talk for an hour because you won't wear one for five minutes? Can't breathe so, <laughs> if he wears one. Yeah, he didn't look too hot with that breathing. Which, mind you, they said eight people now from that Minneapolis rally or Minnesota rally are now positive. So no one's going to care about them. They're not going to get, you know, the experimental cocktails. So I I get it. We we want COVID to be over. No one's more tired. Hmm. I'm tired of it, too. But disregard for it and just don't care and let's it's herd herd immunity that that's how we'll get through this like that that's just gonna make this drag on longer than it needs to it's disgusting it really is it is and hopefully i mean we we will get through it eventually hopefully sooner than later that is to be seen thank you guys for listening to us today uh remember you can find us on youtube just search the nurse bros you can also search the nurse bros on any other uh place where you get your podcast from spotify apple google whichever uh facebook.com forward slash the nurse bros and uh josh and i are still we're we're getting this video for you we'll be on zoom soon don't worry the anticipation (laughs) is is building god it's gonna be such a different experience it will be it will be put on clothes god i know i'm gonna have to look somewhat decent all right guys well thank you again we will talk with you soon thanks bye